0: Hi there, welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined each week by my friend Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and true crime and TV and movies and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser, so hang out, and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everyone. This is an episode of Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. It most definitely is. It is. Hey, I wanted to tell you, Kathy... Yes, Shannon. <laughs> I finished this book. It's called My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix. And Are you suggesting that I need an exorcism? <laughs> I am. And you do. But this is a good book. I wanted to mention it because we had read on the Discord, we had read Horror Store mm-hmm. by Grady Hendrix. Oh, it's the same author. Yes. And so what happened is I liked that book. And so then a couple of us while we were all reading My Lovely Wife together, a couple of us on the discord decided to continue reading Grady Hendrix. And so I think it was Chib and and myself all moved into my best friend's exorcism and read that Mm. we didn't do formal discuss. We did some like weekly discussions about it. There's a, my best friend's exorcism Spotify list of all of the songs. So you can listen along. Should you choose to each, especially I would say, especially the first six, seven, eight chapters there's a lot of eighties in it. Like boom, you know, (laughs) just everything they talk about, everything they do, it's all the eighties. So I want to recommend it to you. I also believe that it was a well executed book. I mean, Grady's very much about plot. And so he, he plots things extremely well screenwriter as well. So there's like action, there's enough horror. There's also enough best friendness in there. And I want to tell you that the last many chapters pretty emo- emotionally That's cool. effective. Like yeah. I thought it was uh, better than Horror Store. Yeah,
1: it sounds better if than I'm, Horror if Store. If I'm going to start
0: to rate them. And yeah. so now I'm going to go on and I'm going to read, uh, where is it? It's his new one. The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, which came out last year and I'm going to move on to read that in my way through Grady's books. So anywho, I wanted to mention that. But also, you and I are now reading Mr. Begon on the Discord with our friends there. We are. Which is Clive Barker. It is Clive Barker. Did you know about this book? No, not until we started reading it. Nor no. did I. Yeah. It was Isis Choice. And <clears throat> so... The Mr. B of the title is Jacobob Botch, a demon whose ghastly past could make even the most merciless sociopath whimper in sympathy. Born in the deepest regions of hell, the spawn of an abusive drunkard and his whorish wife, Jacobob escapes to the world above after suffering fiendish torture. Once topside, he lands conveniently in 15th century Mainz, the home of printing inventor uh, Johann Gutenberg. However, Mr. B isn't interested in merely observing history like any other self-respecting diabolical being. He's just searching for a new demonic angle, a goodlessly good freight fest. I'm enjoying this book, and we Mm -hmm. just hit a chunk of this book. I don't know if we're like halfway through, something like that. Yeah, about halfway through. By today. I I like it. It's written as a memoir. It's a demon writing a memoir. Yeah, I mean, it's really different. Um, It is really different. And now
1: I think it's finally at that place where kicking in it's kicking in and so where we had to end for today i know it's rough right okay like i'm i'm in it like the first the first worked out pretty well (laughs) our first like section that we read yeah it was all the setup yeah i was setting up and i'm like okay some of these some of these sequences go on a little bit long and if, if it's like this this whole book i'm not i don't know but now it's starting to really get me
0: yeah i agree Agree. And I couldn't have planned it better myself. Oh, wait, I did plan it. You did. Oh, yeah. What happened there? Check it out. <laughs> yeah, where we ended today it was pretty sweet. I was like, Ah, oh, I'm in mm-hmm. it now. We Okay, so if you want to read along with us, what will happen is at the end of this month, because it's a pretty quick book, actually, as well. Uh, we were reading it in one month. And at the end of this month, we will talk about the book. So if you would like to read along and, you know, chat with us or talk with us in social media or whatever about this book, uh, just have them be done by the end of the month. Last Sunday. The last Sunday of this month will be done, so... Get her done. Uh, I think you were actually going to talk about something Pepper, who is oh, yeah. a friend and patron of ours. Uh, she and I ended up doing a little a little ditty. <laughs> I just uh, yeah, I, I, I was wondering what you thought about it. I had fun listening to it. So I
1: listened to the first episode with the two of you. So Sh- Shannon's referring to Pepper's podcast, Pepper Bites. I really enjoyed Pepper's take on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, it is and i agree with you shannon it's a total derivative of tarantino however like or tarantino it uses a lot of derivatives i think you were saying mm-hmm. but i i i will say sorry pepper i really did like once upon a time in hollywood mm-hmm. i think just because of the time the decade that it was made and i i totally appreciate and understand that it was very similar to the ending of Inglorious Bastards, but as a standalone film, I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I also want to say, I thought it was hilarious how off you went on, uh, off on on Zombievers. You guys really like, (laughs) Pepper really gets into this. She does. Um, And comparing found footage to being her Taco Bell. I know it's bad, but I can't help it. So (laughs) it was fun. I enjoyed listening to it. Um,
0: I'll look forward to listening to more episodes. Um, So yeah, that, that, uh, so we created that, put it on our Discord, and then I also uh, put it out to the world. So you can find Pepper Bites, spelled Pepper as one word, and then Bites, B-Y-T-E-S. Here on Anchor, it's distributed to all of your podcast listening pleasure. There's just one episode, but we hope to make more. And uh, check it out. Pepper's a delight and a friend of the show. So, And Oop. she sounds a lot like Drew
1: Barrymore. Yeah. So it sounds like you're listening to Drew Barrymore. Okay. Yeah,
0: she said she gets that a lot. Oh, does she? Yeah, oh, and she said amazing. she also grew up getting told she looks like her, too. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, then there it is. Me and Drew, we got a show. <sighs> <laughs> Only I think she's a lot funnier than Drew. So but They're both funny in different ways, but Pepper's pretty flippin' funny. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay, cool. Yeah, right on. So the next thing we would like to do is a little segment we like Horror to do. Horror Facts with Uh-huh. That's Horror Facts with Carol. All right, Shannon, you ready? I am ready. Number one. The Disney executive
1: who bought the script was fired Oh, because he purchased it. Harsh. Yeah. Number two, the movie was rented by 80 million people in 2000, making it the year's top rated VHS and DVD title. What year? 90. Okay. No, sorry. 2000. Excuse Thank me. you. Thank you. 2000. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, The number three, the use of the color red was only used when there was an indication of the presence of evil or a ghost.
0: Mm.
1: Number four, included among the American Film Institute's 2001 list of top 100 most heart pounding American horror films. (laughs) Number five, the first of several horror films that would establish Toni Collette as a scream queen. And I'm just going to add a number six. I figured it out in the first 10 minutes, which did not make it fun for me.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: that's too bad. And I really don't like this movie. Oh, but it, a lot of people love it.
0: A lot of people love it. A lot
1: of people love it. And I think it's because I was like,
0: oh, oh, so the that's, six what's ha- yep. Yeah, it's, um. That's too bad. Yeah. I, did, I did not figure it out. I did. I'm like, So he, I, went he, oh. I, I went on the ride. I went on the, I love it when I don't figure it out. Uh, it me makes too. Me so
1: happy. And I was upset that I did because I, I'm someone who, who doesn't that often.
0: Me neither. I, I very much am. I can be. In, well, uh, you guys know this about me. <laughs> I could be incredibly innocent with things. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. And sometimes I just like to watch it and not over. I mean, we analyze for a living. I know. And
0: I intentionally yeah. stay away from a and this lot. Was well before I was a psychologist. No. 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 For sure. Me too. And I. I. But I even then. I had, you know, as we do, as if you're a, a movie file, a lot of times you can figure stuff out pretty quickly. And at the time I was working in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So I was used to, you know, entertainment stuff. So I was super happy. I didn't figure it out. And I, ah, uh, I was pissed
1: off watching, um, uh, what is it? The, the one with Kaiser Sose? Oh. my dad figured that out <gasps> yeah so we were watching it and, and i'd already seen something? it no i'd already seen it but he was like oh it's kevin spacey i'm like you motherfucker you were supposed to be surprised at the end that is harsh my dad's like in so effortless he's like oh it's him and i'm like i hate you
0: well and that's just rude well he is (laughs) that's just rude that's not fun
1: at all I was like can you just watch it like I was so excited to show this to you I know
0: I really don't like Dick. like you had to be all special and and figure it out and be special super annoying Yeah. plus that's a really good movie what's the
1: name of that movie I know I'm dropping
0: it too (laughs) (laughs) we'll uh, we'll try to remember oh The the usual suspects yeah okay any, any good movie. And you just gave away the ending. If anybody <laughs> hasn't
1: seen it. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you haven't seen it by now,
0: sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Great movie. It doesn't matter. You'll still enjoy it. Okay. I, we're going to talk a little bit later about the conj- the new conjuring movie. The devil made me do it. And so I have some conjuring news items that I thought I'd throw in here. How about that? Okay. The Conjuring and Saw universes collide once again, this time pulling from the former to the latter. The Conjuring creators, Chad and Carrie Hayes, and the uh, Saw director, Darren Lynn Bozeman, uh, they're helming a new horror franchise called the Lalori Mansion Bozeman will direct the lead-off film in the proposed series of movies about the infamous New Orleans property. The LaLaurie House was made infamous by its resident, Madame LaLaurie, a New Orleans socialite and serial killer who tortured and murdered numerous slaves there in the early 1800s. You may know that from American Horror Story. It's a character in American Horror Story as well. After her crimes were exposed following a house fire in 1834, she fled the city and was never arrested thousands of tourists still travel to the city every year to visit the property the hayes brothers have written the first film's screenplay in the house and the production will shoot portions of the film on site as well it's going to be set in present day i guess and currently casting for a fourth quarter shoot meaning it'll probably shoot soon here okay yeah cool huh yeah we like franchises if they're good. We like scary movies. If they're good. And no, those, even if they're bad. Come on. Even and most are bad. Let's and be real. If the <laughs> Come on. Come on. Like, they're all fucking for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the Saw people and the conjuring people, they know a little bit about franchises. A little bit. So
1: it's either gonna be great or it's it's gonna be like two really beautiful ch- uh, people who make an ugly child. Oh. Okay, yeah. so Kathy's really <laughs> looking forward to that. I'm just saying it's going to be, it might be awesome, it's or either, uh, but there's two no really big egos that are going to be like, I have an idea, I have an idea. Now you just both
0: made it suck. <laughs> well, they wrote the script and the other guy's going to direct it. They should be all
1: right. I uh, hope so. <laughs>
0: There's no black and white at all. For Skeptical. That. It's either really bad or really good. Yeah, no Kat in between. Saying. She's got no gray area. with Nope. This. Okay. The other piece of news for The Conjuring that I wanted to mention was, uh, <sighs> are you going to calm down? No. James Wan's first two Conjuring movies laid the groundwork for the core movies in the franchise. In case you didn't know. Uh, offshoots like Annabelle, the non, et cetera. The new movie Conjuring the Devil made me do it doesn't quite follow in its footsteps uh the story is pretty self-contained as we will discuss in a in a little bit so i what i wanted to mention is this which i thought was interesting so this is the quote we actually did have what we thought was going to be a new spin-off demon in this movie the devil made me do it and this is something that was true to the story we had a demon that was a full-on Was a full on pulled from Little David's interview and description. Arnie said he saw the same thing and it felt like this was going to be an iconic demon. So, what they did was that James Wan, from the very beginning, uh, you know, being a monster maestro, he actually shot it. There was a demon in the movie. We had a cut, they had a cut of the film with this demon in the movie. (sighs) According to them, this demon was going to be the work to going to work with the film's human antagonist, the quote unquote occultist. But the movie became too complicated with two villains at the center of it. And there was going to be spin-offs Like this demon was going to be a part of the franchise, just like the nun or Annabelle or whatever. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't keep it. And now there's going to be no, yeah, that's and, a- but they shot it. So they could, so here's my thing. Make the DVD put the damn demon cut in there, you know, think it craft would've... something or at least the scenes and then make the movies anyway. Cause it I like demon it, movies. It would have made it a more exciting movie. And I think that's exactly true. Cause let's be real. I know we're going to talk about it later, but it was kind of the downfall of the. So that's Kathy's opinion. Yeah. Okay. So that news that there was a demon and that maybe there is something to be set. Like maybe there'll be something they can make out of that kind of gave me a little bit of hope. is what I have to say about that. I think you have something you wanted to mention. Um, I do. Some kind of horror event. Is it buried Uh, in your notes?
1: No, I have it up here too. I just wanted to mention um, in Los Angeles... In August, there will be the Body Art Expo and Horror Tattoo Expo. So they'll have up to 300 top tattoo artists tattooing and piercing on site, over 20 uh, tattoo contests over three days on stage, horror-themed with haunted events. So this is another, you know, there's a lot going on over the summer. I think there's going to be a lot of events. Um, I'm going to mention one next week that actually takes place on the East Coast because I realize not all of our listeners live in L.A., but we nope. just happen to have a lot here. Um, so I'm looking for some all over the country right now. But I think this is pretty cool. I know people who have pretty intense horror-themed sleeves. I At one point, I almost was going to do one there's some really great artists out there some that take about three years to even get an appointment with um that will do really 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 incredible uh horror art so i would imagine many of them are probably there it's going to be at the la convention center in august and it looks pretty awesome so if you're into um horror and tats and piercings this is probably a good event for you but then again you may
0: already know about it so yeah i will i will say a couple of our uh, friends uh chib and snake both have insane amazing horror tats on them and have put up pictures in our discord in the past and yeah, they're pretty great. So I imagine that might be something if they were able to come to L.A. that they would dig, I, and and it might be traveling. You know, I don't know. You can probably look. I would. A
1: lot of these expos go all over the country, so. or they just have one in your area. That's, that's right, like yeah. similar. But right. some of these artists may be at several of them. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I had an interesting. I actually want to throw in here. I had an interesting piece of, uh, I guess, scientific news. (laughs) I don't know what how else to put it that I wanted to throw in here. I thought you might find this interesting because we were talking about the '80s with -hmm. the books and stuff. I put that book in my cart already. We multitask. Here I love that. It record. looks like the cover of an 80s VHS oh, tape. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's such a great book. I, I hope you really enjoy it. I really do. I think you'll enjoy it, even if other people didn't or won't. I don't know. Uh, I wanted to mention this. So they have developed a way to store data using pegs and peg boards made out of DNA and and retrieving the data with a microscope, a molecular version of the Light Bright toy. Oh my God! Do you remember the yeah, LightBrite toys? Yeah, <laughs> I love those. I things. still have one. Just kidding. I'm not that weird. Really? Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. It wouldn't kidding. probably work anymore. But <laughs> so the prototype stores information in patterns using DNA strands spaced about ten nanometers apart. Ten nanometers is more than a thousand times smaller than a diameter of a human hair and about 100 times smaller than the diameter of a bacterium amazing wow. so they're storing data using pegs and pegboards that look like a light bright that's crazy i just wanted to say that's that. cool <laughs> i just wanted to let you know because i felt like it was appropriate 80s news i love that do you feel it was i do are we happy about this i'm happy don't you want to store dna in a light bright that's the weirdest you can do it in, I in I your garage. Had. Okay, if you still have yours, I don't. I think you should make it happen. In fact, I don't know if I ever had one. My
1: neighbor had one. We'd play with it a lot. I don't know if I, I had the Snoopy snow cone machine.
0: <gasps> of course you did. Of course I did. I had that. I had Etch a Sketch. Oh yeah, Etch a slinky. Sketch was a fun one. Yep, mm-hmm. multiple slinkies. Well, Mul- yeah, many many slinkies. And I- then they got real cool when all the fun colors came out. Oh my god! And all the plastic ones yeah. with all the colors, neon colors and yes. stuff. Mine was just metal. <laughs> but but i love that thing and the metal one was fun do you remember the smell yeah that's that's kind of what I remember yeah. when I remember the slinky is I can viscerally smell the metal right now, like I'll, right now
1: oh yeah the uh, same with like um I had a lot of toys like that and then hit sticks yes I had hit sticks oh, I played the drums everywhere
0: did. of course you did that's amazing oh that's awesome all right so there it is so we did a buddy watch which we have already briefly mentioned <laughs> <laughs> the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It, which is the newest movie in The Conjuring franchise. And I'm just going to give you a little um, basic information for so you know. It came out in 2021 this year, horror, mystery, and thriller, almost two hours long. Let's see here. Reveals a chilling story of terror, murder, and unknown evil that shocked even experienced real-life paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren one of the most sensational cases from their files. It starts with a fight for the soul of a young boy and then takes them beyond anything they'd ever seen before to mark the first time in U.S. history that a murder suspect would claim demonic possession as a defense, which is an amazing premise. And when I read the premise, I'm like, I really like the plot to this. And I have to tell you, the first 35, 40 minutes of this film, very engaging, Yep, in my opinion. And then for me... It takes a nosedive straight to hell. <laughs> please tell us, please tell the listeners <laughs> about that. I just was like, <laughs> I don't
1: care what's happening anymore. Uh, and it yeah. just, I felt like the script was after that initial 30, 25 minutes, I just started to lose interest.
0: Yeah. It's actually about 35 minutes when the kids on the waterbed. Remember that scene? Yes. And that was a great scene. I said, so don't ruin about- waterbeds
1: for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he did right yeah i was like do we need to ruin one did you just get one 1984
0: <laughs> <1984? laughs> yeah 1984 called and wants don't ruin that back. for me i was really thinking about getting one 1986 called and wants their waterbed back yeah but yeah that's about 35 minutes in so after that after i that, yeah yeah mm. well i thought it was adequate okay i thought it had pretty good atmosphere i think it relies a bit too much on jump scares Mm. in that 40 minutes there was a ton of jump scares although my basic rule with jump scares is as long as they're justified and not bullshit like yeah but jump uh, scare fair. there are certain moments in that movie in that first 40 minutes especially where i was startled yeah and it was real like there was really something to be startled about that's sort of my one of my basic rules i don't like a jump scare that's like then the cat runs by and you're like fuck you right uh <laughs> I didn't. I didn't dislike it as much as you, but I have heard the basic. It was boring.
1: Yeah, that's how I felt. People saying that. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and I've I've heard other people say that too. So it does seem to be. It's like it's fine. Uh, I think it's forgettable. I think this. When I read about this demon that they cut, I was pretty pissed off.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Because that would have made it interesting. I think that sounds like you guys just couldn't figure out how to make it work. I mean, they even shot it. I know. What? Like why not use it? I I would say so I'm a big Conjuring franchise fan. I like the universe, I like the world. Mm-hmm. And I really like the first Conjuring movie. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I like a two or two at least two of the Annabelle movies. Maybe there are only are two. <laughs> I'm not an expert, obviously. No, there's a few, I think. Um I also like The Conjuring too. There's a couple of other movies. I didn't hate the nun as much as everybody else. There's some movies in that franchise that I didn't hate as much as everybody else because I do like the world. Uh, so I probably don't hate this because of that, but I'm also aware that this isn't like one of the best ones in the franchise, but it's also not the worst. <laughs> no, in my
1: opinion. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think just because it, I, I liked the premise of it, I had a little bit more hope and I was like, bang.
0: Yeah, expectations will get you every time. I wanted to make a. I wanted to revise a statement before I ask you for your first movie watch. I made a statement. I don't know in one of our more recent episodes where I said I couldn't find a good Windigo movie, and I wanted to tell you everyone that I was corrected by a friend <laughs> who said, "But wait, we watched this thing," and I was like, "Oh my god, that was so good!" So there's a series called Fear Itself and there is an episode season 1 episode 8 and each episode is sort of self containing it's one of those and it's called Skin and Bones and it's a Wendigo story that that series is pretty good but th- this episode really good Wendigo but it's an episode of, mm-hmm. but it's the closest i could come to i have seen something that was good with a Wendigo okay and so i would recommend it to anyone who likes that so I wanted to revise my statement. There was this one thing, all right, that I liked with well, a go in it. Okay. excellent. What did you watch? I watched a movie called Frankenhooker. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, Frankenhooker is cult classic from nineteen ninety. Medical student sets out to recreate his decapitated fiance by building her a new body made of Manhattan Street prostitutes. Yep, this was something. <laughs> That's exactly um, true. We
0: actually have this scheduled in the Discord for this month. It's
1: it's pretty funny. Um, the, my I think my favorite scene is where he he uh, goes out, finds a bunch of these hookers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: rents a hotel room. Mm-hmm. He I think he manipulates the cocaine that he uses, and
0: <laughs> you mean he adds
1: something he, to it? He or? does because he's trying to do something to preserve the part. Like he's trying to take the perfect parts to make his fiance right so he does something to this cocaine and all of the hookers at one point start to spontaneously combust from too much of this cocaine (laughs) and all of a sudden there's and it's the 80s 90s practical effects all of a sudden there's hooker body parts like everywhere in the hotel room just (laughs) all spread out and his reaction to it. It's that kind of movie.
0: I can't wait. We do. I mean, join our discord and watch it with me because, and our friends, because we have it scheduled for the 24th of this month. And I'm really looking forward to it.
1: I'll probably watch it again with <laughs> oh, you guys. Good. It's it's a, it's really a funny one to commentate it's about. Fun
0: and it is, it's like a fun group. So watch, but that's, right?
1: that's probably my favorite scene is where they spontaneously combust <laughs> and there's just hooker parts everywhere.
0: I think that's amazing. Yeah. That you just said the word hooker parts. Hooker parts. That, that's my favorite part <laughs> yeah. of this episode now. Hooker part, let's just call this episode <laughs> hooker parts. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Is Shrink chat hooker parts. You're welcome. We're just quite the, we're quite the anomaly right here is what we are. I watched a movie called The Oak Room. 2020 mystery thriller, about, about 90 minutes long. A dark, isolated setting. This could have been a play. I don't know if it was or not because it's really based it's in one setting basically and it's you know men telling stories and that could sound incredibly boring it's not it's pretty good so what i will say is that i think that critics really like this movie and maybe audiences didn't as much and i don't know if that's expectation it's an expectation issue because i like a good like character driven conversational type of movie where people are isolated and bad shit happens because of people being bad people Mm -hmm. and sort of there's a couple of twists and turns and i so i really enjoyed it so it's one of those ones like maybe watch it when it's colder weather if you don't if you don't watch consume horror movies like i do but if you like those kinds of movies i would check it out because it's pretty it's pretty tight it's kind of spooky it's pretty tight uh i like those you know I, I just i enjoyed it what can i tell you i do like isolation horror and i also it's a, uh, the sun from breaking bad oh nice is the star yeah very cool and he's, he's really good. good in it rj mitt yeah he's good yeah and he's the star of it and the other people that are in it were really great too awesome. so i enjoyed it what else did you watch um, I watched a documentary since we we're, were
1: talking about the eighties in this episode, I might as well just let's keep going, <laughs> do it. Um, called Halloween in a box before the days of elaborate Halloween costumes, there were costumes in a box. And all of you who lived around th- this time will remember this is very nostalgic Um, we seemingly all wore these costumes as kids. Now hear the story behind these costumes and the history of the big three companies that made them, Ben Cooper, Halco, and Collegeville. So for years, these costumes were a beloved institution dating back to the 1930s, but then obviously they went all the way through like the early 80s. I had the Pac-Man one personally. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it it really tells uh, how... Simple. First of all, Halloween would be you go yeah. you go to the store and these these three companies, you know, you you picked out um, the mask is all you could really see. And then you would wear <laughs> some sort of like vinyl shirt over. That would be yeah. the rest of the costume. And the the documentary goes into um, how once they started to buy licensing, how things got a little bit more complicated. So, you know, Star Wars came out and there was Star Wars. There was Pac-Man. There was um other you know back in the 30s and 40s all you had was like the devil and vampire and frankenstein and ghosts and then you know casper came out in the 80s and it talks about all of that and then also um the it goes into the late 70s early 80s when the case of domestic terrorism shook the u.s and threatened to cancel halloween because of all of the, the urban legends around, you know, the poison in the candy. And they showed like all the, the news yes. things. Like if your candy looks this way, I remember that throw vividly. it out. Da, da, da. So it's really a, it's kind of, you can find it on YouTube for like $2, $3 to okay. rent it. Um, but it really takes you back to that time. If you were a kid at that time. And um, I just, re- I remember getting these costumes and, and the guy who uh, ran Ben, ben Cooper, who owned it, his son is one of the main people who talks in this documentary. Oh. And so it's really, it's kind
0: of cool. That's yeah. extremely cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that at all. That's awesome. Uh, I guess the last movie I will share today is, you know, I revisited a movie called Eve's Bayou mm-hmm. from 1997. Yeah, I remember. It's actually technically a drama, mm-hmm. but I also include it in... Thriller suspense type stuff because it's pretty, it's kind of creepy and it definitely deals with sort of the darker side of people's mm-hmm. lives. Um, is it Bassett? Who was in that? Uh, well, Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Uh, no, Angela okay. Bassett is not in, in, in it. If that's...
1: Who's the main woman in that?
0: Not sure. Okay. But I'll look it up in a minute. I'm sorry. So the description is over the course of a long, hot Louisiana summer, a 10 year old black girl. Uh, Eve Batiste, played by Jernay Smollett, discovers that her family's affluent existence is merely a facade. So, if you like movies set in the South, like a New Orleans vibe, uh, you'd like this. Cool. The, f- the yeah. philandering of her suave doctor father, Louis Samuel Jackson, he plays such a interesting little skank creates a rift throwing eve's mother Roz lynn whitfield is probably who you're thinking of but there were several leads female okay. leads in this so and teenage sister cicely who's played by megan good into emotional turmoil eve though manages to find some solace with her quirky psychic aunt moselle who's played by debbie morgan who you would uh, most likely recognize but lynn whitfield is playing the part where that you probably thought was angela bassett but I would personally include this, and I know I did this, I think it was in December where I made a point of watching uh, Black Horror and what that has to offer. And there are so many good ones, uh, just like we watch you know, Irish Horror or anything else. Just, uh, it, And I think that Eve's Bayou fits into that. Yeah. I don't think a lot of necessarily, not everybody might not agree with me, but I think it's a solid entry even though it's – technically a drama i i enjoyed this movie very much right. and i had not well wa- i had watched it in the late 90s when it first came out but i hadn't watched it since then and so cool. I, really yeah, I remember when it, it came out awesome yeah
1: cool all
0: right all right thank you so much for listening this has been an episode of shrink chat my name is shannon and i'm kathy sleep safe everyone We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening, and once again, sleep safe.